In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Are you excited? Yeah. That's at like 10 people. Are you excited? Yeah. Yes. Are you really excited? Yeah. Now, we're grateful to him for both him and Pastor Florence for, for just being there from the start of this journey, for taking time out of a busy schedule every year to kickstart pursuit of God. Yesterday, Sinach started the worship session. Today, he starts the pursuit for us. And you know, how many know that the beginning of a thing is very important because it lays the foundation? Well, we all, we all know him, but we have a video introduction that will put it in, prob in, a, in a much nicer, more eloquent way than I am. And right after the video introduction, if you would just appreciate Pastor Florence and himself by making them welcome, and then we'll invite him, he'll come up to the stage. So please, Listen to the video introduction. Watch and listen. As president and founder of the Living Faith Foundation, Reverend Joe Olaya is a dynamic servant of God who has maintained a consistent walk with the Lord for several years. His calling has been to raise up men and women of God who can do supernatural works for the enlargement and establishment of God's kingdom. For more than three decades, God has used him tremendously in Nigeria and around the world to minister the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ with powerful signs, wonders, and testimonies following. We are privileged to have him here with us today. Please rise and give a warm welcome to Reverend Joe Olaia. Amen. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you for the reception. God bless you. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. for another year of pursuit of God. We can look back 
When we asked you for rain last year, and we thank you, we thank you. We honor you today. <clears throat> thank you for being our God, our King, our Father, our sustainer, our provider, our defender, our shield, our rock. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for everything. With all our hearts, we say thank you. We have no other God beside you. You are the only God. And thank you for being our God and our Father. Glory be to God. Blessed be God forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. God bless you. Please be seated. Overflow. I caption it the year of overflow. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Say, this is my year of overflow. Don't forget, by the principles of faith, you have what you say. So you better say it if you want to say it. This is my year over. Now, if you don't want to say it, don't say it. But if you know you want to have it, because Jesus said you have what you say. This is my year. Amen. Psalm 23, verse 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm reading the New King James Version. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can I hear an amen to that? Amen. This is the shepherd's psalm. So we'll read the shepherd's gospel. St. John's gospel, chapter 10. We'll read again from the King James Version. I'll read from verse 10 to 16. Chapter 10, Jesus Christ opened the gospel there. And it's amazing that Jesus, John paid attention to the words of Jesus as it concerns his flock. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he, he who is not the shepherd, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And I know my sheep, and, my, and I'm known by my own. As, so I know my sheep, my sheep also know me. As the Father knows me, and even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also must I bring. And they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. May the Lord bless the reading of his words. 
just bringing us to the overflow message. Having an overflow this year is a personal thing. And if you don't take it personally, you are not likely to experience it. Overflow is a personal experience that a particular sheep will have. And that sheep has a personal shepherd. If you look carefully into the 23rd Psalm, which is the shepherd's psalm, traditionally believed to have been written by David, who himself was a shepherd. So he knew what he was, he was writing from his experience as a shepherd. And then he took the Lord as his shepherd. There are many Christians. There are many churchgoers. There are many worshipers of God all over the world. But the question is, is he personally your shepherd? Do you have a shepherd? And who is that shepherd? There are many religions in the world, and people say, look, just believe something. I mean, just have a belief system and just keep on. If your shepherd cannot lay down his life for you in the sight of a wolf, he's not worthy to be your shepherd. Any religion that tells you to lay down your life for your shepherd is doing the reverse. All through the Old Testament, I saw the Lord leading his flock as a shepherd, leading the nation of Israel as a shepherd would lead his flock. Never on any occasion did he send them to war without leading the war himself. The most involving assignment he ever gave them is to go after him and mop up the spoil of war after he had fought the battle. At the Red Sea, the first major war Israel fought as a nation, they shot no arrow, no bow was active, no sword was put to use. It was at the Red Sea. The shepherd of Israel went before them and he stood before them and told them exactly what to do. With the rod of God in the hand of Moses, he parted the Red Sea supernaturally and led them through dry ground. And at the end of their exit, he gave instructions to Moses. The army of Pharaoh, Pharaoh led his army into that sea. And while they were in the center of the sea, the water returned and God dispatched his angels who fought without the involvement of the Hebrews. They took the wheels off the chariots and shot blindness into the eyes of the horses. The soldiers couldn't escape with the horses. They went off their horses and drowned in the sea. It was the Lord that fought that battle. I examined all other wars that Israel fought when God was their shepherd. And I found that at the best, they mopped up the result of defeated enemies. At the best. That's why when David ordered Joab to number the army of Israel, Joab was reluctant, said, I have followed you to war severally, never on any occasion 
have we been actively involved in dislodging the enemies? We normally come after the enemies after the Lord has fought the battle. So our number is irrelevant. But David was obstinate. The Lord is my shepherd. Who is your shepherd? Is he. For him to be your shepherd, you must have a personal relationship with him. And Jesus said, I know my sheep. My sheep know me. Now, I want to say that it's a personal relationship that guarantees a personal overflow. Your neighbor may be experiencing overflow if he has a personal relationship. But if you don't have one, we do not guarantee an overflow. So how can you have a personal relationship with the Lord? How can you make the Lord your shepherd? And who is that Lord that should be your shepherd? Is the shepherd of Israel. We can, trace his, we can trace his activities from the beginning. He is the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-wise one. At times he comes and appears to us in human form. He takes responsibility. He is the one that led Israel all through the wilderness, brought them out of Egypt. You may wonder and ask, how do I know that? The, the, the Hebrews themselves confirmed it. In, some, in the book of Psalms, we have this record, Psalm 80, verse 1. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead yourself like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubims, shine forth. He calls him the shepherd of Israel. How do we know he dwells within the cherubims? He took Moses into heaven and showed him. And the cherubims have their wings covering and giving him praise, 24-7. Before Ephraim, Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your strength, come and save us. So he calls, he introduces himself as the shepherd of Israel. He is the shepherd of Israel. He is the one that provides for them. He is the one that fed them all through the wilderness. He is the one that fought all their battles whenever they were in relationship with him. And when you go to Psalm 114, when Israel out of Egypt, came out of Egypt, that is Psalm 114 from verse 1, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, that's their departure, their exit from Egypt. Judah became his sanctuary and Israel was his dominion, that is his government. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the little hills like lambs. What ails you will see that you fled, Jordan that you turn back, mountains that you skip like rams, little hills like lambs. Say, tremble at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. So in Psalm 80, he led them like a flock. Here he says, he went before them. So if you put those scriptures together, it was Jesus who stood before the sea and the sea gave way before Jordan and the water turned back, before him the mountains were skipping, he was the one that turned rock into a spring of water. I mean, he, he was there with them. Now, he was their shepherd. And David acknowledged that when he wrote in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not lack. If he's your shepherd, you will not lack. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore my cup will overflow. The Lord is my shepherd. He prepares a table before me. So, if you look at Psalm 23, 
back to that key psalm, you'll find that it's a personal, personal, personal relationship. It is not just our. It has to be personal. If you want to have enough overflow, there must be a, a, a personal relationship. The Lord in the Old Testament revealed himself as the shepherd, the healer, the captain in times of war, the healer in times of illness, the provider in times of need. Therefore, he said, because he's my shepherd, I shall not want. Then you ask this question, why is it that many children of the Lord, thoroughly born again Christians, people that we can testify of as serving the Lord, why do they experience lack? If I tell you, will you accept? He leaded me. He leaded me. Many of us lack the leadership. We do not follow the lead. Many of us do not even know when he is leading us. And he boils down to the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice. Do you hear his voice? If you do not hear the voice so that you do not follow, then I cannot guarantee an overflow. The desert period of my life, when I experienced near total lack, was a period where I failed to follow the voice of the shepherd. It occurred between 1982 and 1983. May that time never come back again. I was going to be without salary for 14 months. And the shepherd of Israel knew. So he had given me instructions to do some particular thing. And I, I tried to explain to the Lord that it was not ethical for me to do those things. That is, to be in a regular paid employment and to have a business by the side. I felt that it was too early in my career to start having a divided attention. So I told the Lord that this ultimately will affect my focus, and it might affect um, my dedication at work, which will eventually affect my relationship with the company. But the Lord knew better that there was going to be a downturn in the economy. He also knew that there would be no job that would just be at a standstill. He also knew that there would be no salary, that salary flow would stop. So he had, in, he had given me the leadership, and Apart from doing that, my colleagues, professional colleagues working in other outfits approached me and suggested to me that they would like us to get into a partnership and I'll take off the construction jobs and I will execute. I turned down their request for the same reason. But it was the voice of the shepherd. When I therefore failed to listen to the shepherd, the time of scarcity and lack kicked in. But just before then, I had a divine visitation in spite of my disobedience. And the Lord told me there was a hard time ahead of me. In that visitation, I had a vision. And in that vision, I had a choir of angels singing. You see, when you fail to hear the voice of God in your heart, in his mercy, he might 
take another step to use a loudspeaker. Which of you speaking to his wife, sitting close by him, makes a noise and shouts, Hello! And how many of you calling your children in your house use a microphone? When God resorts to using microphone, it's because you have failed to hear. So, the angels came and they were singing, God will take care of you. God will take care of you, be not afraid. He is your safeguard, true sunshine and shade. Tenderly watching and keeping his own. He will not leave you to wander alone. God will take care of you still to the end. Oh, what a father, redeemer and friend. Jesus will answer whenever you call. He will take care of you. Trust him for all. So when option one failed, God decided to use option two to help me. I did not know that song in particular. I wasn't conversant with it, but when I heard the angels singing it, and I took the lines, I woke up in the morning and went to the piano and tried to get out the tune. I got the SSNS, I got the song out, and I made it our song during morning devotion on a daily basis. Then the trial started. But in the faithfulness of God, even though I did not have overflow, we never went to bed one day without a meal. It was tough though. And at the end of the trying period, then God sent in another revelation. And then I obeyed the Lord. I went back to the very thing the Lord told me to do for which I had been reluctant. And I told my colleagues, I'm ready now for extra jobs. And then they brought the jobs. That was the end. So I said two things very important for you to have an overflow. There must be a personal relationship with a personal shepherd. And that shepherd is not just anyone. It has to be the Lord who is Jehovah himself. He has to be your shepherd. Two, there must be a personal communication. You must hear the voice of the master. It's that voice that he said, he leads me, he makes me to lie down in green pasture. He restores my soul, personal relationship. He leads me in the path of righteousness. That righteousness is not just doing good, right things. Right decisions. Right decisions. For his name's sake. Yet, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, there are rough times and rough places you've got to go through them. You can't escape going through them. And when you come to those locations, I will fear no evil. Why? The shepherd is with me. Personal relationship is personally standing there with you. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Then the shepherd in the presence of your enemies prepares a table for me personally, not for us. You prepare a table for me personally. Right there in the presence of my enemies. 
that you anoint me with oil and the result my cup that means you pour into me upon me more than I have capacity to contain or retain so there is an overflow you see the vats shall overflow that's that's Joel 2.23. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And then Amos tells us, there will be dripping. There's overflow. Means, whatever is the size of the cup now, judge it. It's going to overflow. And if I were you, I will make the cup bigger. <laughs> overflow does not tell us about the size of the cup. So it's the cup you present that overflows. And what's your cup? Your demand. You know? <laughs> Remember what Elisha told the widow. Borrow vessels, not a few. So the size of the jar is what determines when the overflow starts. So get the jar as big as possible, which means enlarge your demand. Make your demand as great as it can be. And don't forget... The source is inexhaustible. You shall overflow with oil and wine. And when we come during the week, I'll talk more about the oil and wine overflowing. That's all you need for life. But this overflow is hinged on these two conditions. A personal shepherd, a personal relationship with a personal shepherd, and Hearing and following the voice of the shepherd. Many, many believers do not hear his voice. Not to talk of following the voice. So, in the next three days, by the grace of God, I will be focusing on these two conditions. But let me start with the first one. To kickstart a personal relationship with the shepherd of Israel is to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, lived in this world in human body, and did a work that no other person has ever done. Three things Jesus did. He, was, he brought solution to sin, first by proving himself as a master of sin, two, by exercising authority to forgive sins, and three, by paying the price for sin. He brought solution to devils. One, by casting out devils, dislodging them forcefully against their will. And two, by giving authority to his disciples to do the same by trashing devils. So he gave solution to devils. Three, he brought solution to death. By raising the dead at will, including one that had died and bringing him up from the grave after four days. And number two, by confronting death himself, offering himself to die in our place, a necessary price that every sinner needs to pay. And because he wanted to give final solution to our sins, he paid the price that by himself, by laying down his life, which he said in that St. John chapter 10. And then displaying his victory over death, taking up his body out of the grave, an empty grave testifying and appearing to the disciples. Now, if any religion 
or any man says he's offering you lasting solution to life's problem and does not have solution to sin, to death, and to devils, forget it. And I boldly declare in the history of the world, only one man has ever given us solution to sin, to devils, and to death. And the solution he first did was he himself living in this sinful world, enticed and seduced with all the temptations, yet not falling into sin. And two, forgiving sin at will. Three, also paying the price by shedding his blood. And I tell you, all other religions are error. Forgive me. I am a paid servant of Jesus Christ. Yet, consider what I say. Make your research. If you give me one man that has provided a solution to these three things, then I will bow. But if you don't have it, then you keep short and follow Jesus. If you don't follow Jesus, you are lost. If you have no relationship with Jesus, you are lost. True, I'm a paid servant of Jesus Christ. He pays my bills, he feeds me, he does everything. I'm in his employment. Good. So I must do my master's bidding. But set that aside. If the one you follow does not have solution to sin, to death, and to devils, then forget it. Come to Jesus. He must personally become your savior, your lord, and your master. Otherwise, you are hopeless. Let's bow our heads. <sighs> Would you want him to be your personal shepherd? If that's your decision this morning, then come and let me pray with you. You would like to make him your personal shepherd. If you want to, I want to pray with you. Just stand where you are, I'll pray with you. You want him to be your personal shepherd. Thank you. Thank you. While you are standing, somebody will slip something into your hands. And you are going to make a commitment prayer that will make Jesus your personal shepherd. Is there any other person? Just thank you very much. Stand where you are. You want him to be your personal shepherd. You want to accept this one that is master over death, master over devils, master over sin. You want him to be your personal shepherd because you'll be forgiven today. And he will take over all your sins. He will take over all the crises. Devils and death will no longer torment or trouble you. Now, is there any other person? Thank you. Those of you who are taking this decision, please say after me where you're standing. Because the shepherd of Israel can hear you. Say, my Lord and my God, I commit my life to you. I want you to be my personal shepherd. Lord Jesus, you are the son of God. You are the only solution to sin, to devils, and to death. I accept you into my life today to be my Lord, my savior, and my personal shepherd. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have promised to accept those who come to you. Thank you for accepting me. I believe that you are my Lord from now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to pray. I want the entire church to stand up right now. Say thank you, Jesus. I am making a commitment today that you will be my personal shepherd. I want to hear your voice personally. I want to hear you always. I want to hear you for the rest of my life. Lord Jesus, be my personal shepherd. Lead me, guide me, and give me my personal overflow. 
go ahead and give thanks to God. Give him praise, give him praise, thank him, exalt him, exalt him, exalt him, exalt him. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, thank you. Lord, Holy Spirit, continue this message in the hearts of your children. I have said things that will provoke them to go back and look into the scriptures. Holy Spirit, teach them. Let everyone here have a personal relationship with you. And let that relationship be strengthened. Especially in these 21 days. Let each one hear your voice. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.